one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Today we stick some awful bosses with some great malicious compliance. But first, Alright mom, I'll eat some fruit. So at one point in my childhood, my mom was on a mission to get me to eat more fruit. It probably wasn't a terrible idea, but of course at the time I hated it. It felt like a big conspiracy against me, because I wanted dessert foods and candy. Well, we somehow ended up at IHOP, or as it was once known, the International House of Pancakes. We were going over the menu and she noticed the category, Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity. Of course, I immediately balked at the idea and wanted something chocolate instead. I didn't really like the idea of being forced to eat something, but I believe the alternative offer was an egg sandwich at home, so I went with what I could work with. Something that already worked out about this place was that it didn't look like the kind of place that would have fresh produce laying around. There were also zero pictures of fresh fruit anywhere in the menu, but rather than point this out, I ordered the strawberry one. So when our orders were dropped off, my mom caught her breath. She saw that my pancakes were covered in glazed strawberries. My mom checked with the waitress and there wasn't anything in it that I was allergic to, aka that corn syrup and red food dye interaction with ADD meds. My mom also didn't have the money to buy me something else and knew the food was going to be wasted. It was canned strawberries, but they were pretty good ones. So basically, my mom insisted I ordered fruit, so I ordered something that basically amounted to pie filling on pancakes. I don't hear people talking about IHOP too often, but I especially don't hear people saying that they go to IHOP for the healthy food. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is, the credit for my work costs $5,500. I'm going to be very vague to not bog this down with jargon. I work in a fairly prestigious biology lab on the east coast where we study various pathogens. And for one project, I was trying to isolate a certain bacteria from samples containing a wide array of species in order to infect mice with the strain under various conditions. While doing research to see if there were mediums that were selective for the target bacteria, or if there were antibiotics that my target was resistant against that would kill everything else. I ended up with various ways to isolate the bacteria, using a process I thought of myself to test the efficacy of each isolation method. Before starting my experiment, I ran it by my coworker who's a seasoned immunologist of 10 years. Let's call him Dan, who trained me in working with bacteria when I started the job. I'll probably rant about Dan in another post, He thinks it's great and gives it the green light. And for the next two months, I'm running the experiments, calling biotech and pharma companies for quotes on their products that I'm using to isolate the bacteria and end up with a big spreadsheet that contains both the efficacy and cost and benefit analysis of all the methods I came up with or found. I show my results to Dan and he's ecstatic. Although he mentions that it's likely going to be a while before we use the data and make a decision on the isolation method due to us waiting on samples to come in. 
I send the spreadsheet along to my PI, head scientist at a lab anyway, and shift my time to other projects I'm working on. Another couple months go by, and after not hearing anything from Dan about patient samples, another coworker comes up to me and asks me where I could find a certain set of plates to isolate the target bacteria from. I'm confused and ask him why he's looking for those, because based on my experiments, the plates he wanted were the least efficient and most expensive way to select the bacteria we were looking for. Not to mention that I had no idea that we'd ordered any more than the 10 plates I used to run my experiment. He argued me and said that Dan's research said otherwise. That confused me even more, and when I asked him to show me what he was talking about, he proceeded to show me my own spreadsheet, where he quickly realized that he had been misled and said that Dan must have made an error in the spreadsheet. I told him that I was the one who ran the experiments and got the results, and if Dan ordered the bad plates, then he had just wasted the lab's money. The other coworker said I probably told Dan to order the wrong plates, but when I said I had no idea plates were being ordered at all, all he had to say to that was, oh, that's weird. Sure enough, later that day, I look inside our cold room and see several boxes, roughly $5.5,000 worth of the expensive and inefficient plates, and I confront Dan about it. I asked Dan why he ordered so many plates, and if he'd been telling other people that he had done the experiments. He laughs a little before asking if I'd even read the spreadsheet that I made, and states that the plates he ordered were the best based on my criteria, and that because he taught me how to work with bacteria, I was piggybacking his methods and that him validating my experiment before running it was tantamount to him doing the work. He told me not to worry about it anymore, and that he would be presenting the data to the PI because he had already prepared a slideshow and everything for it. I wanted to open up the spreadsheet and tell him that he just wasted a lot of money, but he was so condescending and sure of himself about having ownership of my work that all I said was, okay, before returning to my bench. Later that week, we have our lab meeting where Dan's presenting his work to the whole lab and states that we can finally move ahead with isolating the target bacteria from patient samples. Sure enough, my spreadsheet is on the TV used as our projector, and my PI asks when we could expect the materials used in the most efficient isolation method to arrive. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Dan corrects the P.I., stating that the bad plates were the best, and very proudly stated that the plates had already arrived. I then interjected, very bluntly saying that the plates he ordered would recover over 90% less of the bacteria than the method my P.I. had picked from the spreadsheet. Dan fell silent face going shades of red before he stumbled through a justification of ordering the bad plates. How, in the long run, we would save some money by not ordering the materials needed to do the method my PI wanted. Only for my PI to chime in, stating it was absolutely worth it if it meant a tenfold increase in recovery, and that we shouldn't be wasting samples, time, and money on bad plates. Dan very quickly blurted out that it was my spreadsheet and that there must have been a miscommunication between us before ordering the plates before he quickly sat down. And all I said was that I was not told by anyone that anything off my spreadsheet was being ordered. My PI asked Dan if he submitted the data to me before I sent it to him. And Dan sheepishly admitted that I was the one who ran the experiments and compiled everything. So he must have misread my data and ordered the wrong materials and was about to suggest that I possibly misspoke when showing him my data the first time before my PI cut him off to move on to the next lab topic. The rest of the meeting, he was red, glaring at me out of the corner of his eye. After the lab meeting, Dan pulled me aside and asked me why I didn't tell him that he'd ordered the bad plates. I told him that since it was his research, he should have known what method gave the best results since he would have calculated the yield of each method when doing the experiments, and that if he wanted my input, he should have told me before he ordered them. I went to the PI and cleared up the confusion, putting in the right order for the materials needed to best isolate the target bacteria from our samples, and making sure that he knew that I had no idea that my data was being acted upon in case Dan went behind my back to somehow throw me under the bus. Needless to say, we communicated far less after that whole ordeal, and I quickly found other people in the lab to work with. I later found out that he'd been taking credit for all the work I ever did since starting in the lab, and while it frustrates me to still have to tell people every now and then that I made the figures or did the experiments that Dan had told them about when my data comes up, more people have come to me to discuss their projects and ask for my help since Dan was exposed. And I find solace in the memory of his red, twisted face looking like it was going to explode in front of everyone, barely able to make out a word to cover his butt. A top thought that people shared with this story is basically, is that in work like this, It's a great reason to just kind of copy the boss in whenever you're sharing the reports on the work. 
Like, for example, when OP finished and got the results and shared them, they could have said, here's my spreadsheet with the compiled results, we should probably do so and so, forward that to Dan, and include whatever directors or bosses. If you do that, they can't just try to take credit for it. Our next story is Cheapskate Boss. I worked as a shift supervisor in a department of about 60 employees. Every year, there's a designated week to celebrate our profession. Every year, the department director voluntold the shift supervisors that we were all chipping in to buy pizza for the department to help celebrate. The first annoyance was that I worked night shift, so she would order the pizza and give me a check to pay for it. This was after we had all contributed whatever amount she determined to be our individual share. Every year, she would order about six pizzas for the shift and include a $2 tip for the driver. Naturally, I was mortified and I'd end up kicking in my own money for a reasonable tip. When I brought it up to her, she looked at me blankly and said she never tipped more than $2 for delivery. The final straw was the last year when she worked there. She had figured out the pizza bill and determined that we all owed $15.75. Pizza day comes and goes, with me of course, chipping in another $10 out of pocket toward the tip. I opened my work email and see that she sent all of the shift supervisors a message. She had miscalculated the pizza bill, so we all needed to pay her another $1.65. Otherwise, it wouldn't be fair, as she would be paying in more than we had. At first, I saw red, then I dreamed up my revenge. As I said, I worked nights, so the next night I spent quite a bit of time flicking 165 pennies under her office door. Then I emailed her to let her know that I'd left the money in her office. Never heard another word, but I'm sure she crawled around and picked every penny up. Honestly, that's kind of a bad boss. I get making a mistake and wanting to be compensated for that, but it probably didn't amount to that much money and it would be better and look better as a boss if he just ate the cost. It should honestly feel a little embarrassing popping up being like, hey, actually, I need all of you guys to give me less than $2 to make up for stuff, and they're absolutely shameless on that tip. Our next story is, use our app for your convenience. No thanks. I order regular medication through a popular UK online pharmacy app. I put in a feature request to ask that they make it so customers could schedule a regular repeat order, but then they haven't so I manually have to go into the app each month and use my actual fingers to place the order when it notifies me that it's time to place it. Aside for context, there's no financial transaction needed as the medication itself is free at the point of ordering it because here in the UK, we can prepay just 108 British pounds to the government for unlimited medication for a year. Thanks to the apparent tyranny of what some Americans would call socialism. I asked how ordering in the app would work if I didn't have a smartphone, I do of course, and they made the error of telling me that I could email them a request for the meds and they would manually process the order. But it's slower. Aha! Cue malicious compliance slash workaround. I now have an IFTTT automation set up to automatically email them my pre-written prescription request each month, triggered by a specific recurring event in my calendar. I enjoy the fact that every month without fail, a customer service agent replies suggesting I use the app for my convenience when I know that it's really to save them the manual processing time. No thanks, I'll leave it as it is as this is way more convenient for me. 
For those that don't know, IFTTT is a platform. It stands for If This Then That. It's basically a website slash service where you can kind of hook up multiple things and you can automate it. So let's say OP has like a Google calendar on their Google account. You connect that to the IFTTT. You connect it to the website and set it to look for an event named MedSend or something. And you set it up so that whenever it sees the MedSend event, it'll send an email or whatever on that day at that time. It's a pretty handy thing if you can figure out how to work it. That said, our final story of the day is... Boss tells me the tone of your emails is bad etiquette, and when I receive an email, I should respond, Got it. Thought about this as I read some of the malicious compliance stories. I was an administrative nurse working with non-medical people. When I received emails from directors of facilities, I like to cut to the chase. No elaborate flowering, just trying to keep my replies understandable and short. However, I had a Nigerian boss who needed to read and approve all of my replies. Not long after, I'm approached by the boss who says the tone of my emails are upsetting? What the freak? His solution was for me to answer each and every email with, got it. I answered several of his emails and the directors this way. Apparently he got flack. He came to my desk to make sure I wasn't being a smart butt. No, sorry, I must have misunderstood you. Honestly, I think being uptight about work emails is so dumb anyways. As long as you're literally not personally attacking anybody or straight up being a jerk, who cares as long as the information is there and understandable. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.